On today's episode, we are live from Mobile, Alabama. You can hear the noise of practice in the background, man. We're excited. We review every position, and we're giving you the guys we thought had the best weeks. That all starts right now. Welcome to Ticket to the Draft, presented by SeatGeek. I'm Logan Paulson, here down in Mobile, and we're actually doing this show live from the Stadium Day, which is a lot of fun, and I'm here with Producer Jason, Jag Jason. Jason, you want to say hi to the guys? Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Just a and guy. We, it's and cold we, and hot simultaneously out here. Yes, it's so it, it's, it's, they've done a great job of kind of providing very unusual weather. So we're going to kind of bang this podcast out today. This is going to be kind of a, a review high level. And just a reminder, because we've tried to every single day bring you guys that are kind of fringe, guys that are improving. But I also just want to remind you with this podcast, these are the guys that have been showing out at a high level all week that maybe we haven't talked about or given their due as much. Absolutely. So this is going to be a little more of an abridged podcast yes. as the previous two we did. Go listen to those two if you haven't already. They're very in-depth. And then we're going to do one more after the Super Bowl coming out next week that'll recap everything Everything. and we're going to really get into the weeds with that but this one's a little shorter there's a lot going on in Commander's uh, Nation right now (laughs) so we're going to keep this pretty brief here yeah and so just a quick housekeeping note guys that didn't practice today Rashid Ali the running back from Marshall uh, Pearsall Ricky Pearsall didn't practice today Bo Brady um, uh, Jackson from Washington State the defensive end Jackson Powers Johnson didn't practice today left practice yesterday with an injury injury. Roman Wilson didn't practice today the outstanding receiver from Michigan. Jacob Cowing left practice today with an injury and Johnny Wilson did not practice today either. So those are the kind of the guys that are either they've performed well enough where they're leaving. You know, um, Latu Latu or Latu Latu also left. He had two good days of practice. Said he's not going to do uh, the the rest of the week or the game. Those are things that happened at the Senior Bowl, especially after a very solid performance. Um, but some of these guys are injured, so hopefully they get healthy. And we, when we see them at the combine, we can talk about them and and how they're running and how they're jumping and how they look out there. Yeah, so. we talked about a lot of these guys in the previous two yeah. pods. Not surprising, right? Put yeah. good stuff on tape. Yeah. You, your draft stock's up. Don't chance it. Yeah, don't. And again, you know, for example, Jacob Cowan gets hurt today. I thought he's had a really good week. Maybe it would have been good for him to just be like, hey, man, I'm good on the week. Let me just let me rest on what I've done. And he definitely, uh, definitely deserves that. So, again, like I said, we're going to kind of talk about high performers at each position from both practices that have really stuck out to us real quick. Um, a guy that we'll start with running back. Is that sound okay? Yeah, Mason? let's start right there. And for me, it's Ray Davis and Marshawn Lloyd. And so Ray Davis is the guy from Memphis. Kentucky, where's he from? Let's look that up real quick. I know you like him a lot. So when you sent me his film before we came here, yes. a big fan of him. Runs very violent. Yes. Uh, good pass catching back too. Smaller dude though. Yeah, Kentucky. If I he's right. from Kentucky. He's 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 undersized. Undersized is kind of a weird term to describe him because he's six. He's five eight, but he's two hundred and twenty pounds. Run, and yeah, he's like a bowling ball. Yeah, and he's got great feet. He he reminds me a little bit with that forward running lean of kind of like a Frank Gore type guy. Great vision, great contact balance. And the thing I liked about his performance this week is he he showed that great film. But you're always like, can he catch the football at high level? He had a great one-handed catch yesterday. Look uh, looks great catching the ball every single day he's been out here. But he's shown an ability to kind of contort and adjust the ball. And I think he's if I was if I was kind of evaluating, he's probably the second most valuable back here in terms of how he's elevated his stock and in coupling that with his film. Do you think he fits in with the Commanders running back room as so, it currently stands? I do kind of think so because I think one of the things I was questioning about him is obviously he's very talented but the thing I my, my main question was 
can he catch the football and can he be that third down back? Because he's built in a way that you think he can pass protect. He runs in a way that you think he can pass protect. Just can he catch the football to be that third down guy? Because, you know, I've talked with people, you know, around the organization. They've always kind of been hunting for that true third down guy. Like Gibson's an excellent football player. Um, B-Rob's an excellent football player. Um, Rod- Rodriguez is an excellent football player. But, you know, you're looking for a very specific type of skill set. And I think Ray Davis has that. And I think the next guy we're going to talk about, Marshawn Lloyd from USC, also has that and that was something we were kind of wondering right in in in, at USC he's he's in this kind of spread offense he sees a lot of five-man boxes benefits from Caleb Williams being there 100 percent and I think when you look at him here he ran really well between the tackles good physicality um, and he also caught the football so incredibly well so if you say we need a difference maker at third down I wasn't sure if he had that kind of juice but you see that no linebacker and one-on-ones can match up with him he's always running by guys he's running great choice routes his footwork's awesome he can run that out cut he can like I said run by for a go so that in conjunction with his physical running style both those guys the way they caught the football I think really helped him out this week well on day one he had a nice uh, one-on-one that's right I think he called somebody out yeah, yeah and it was a wheel route and he burnt him and I can't remember who the linebacker was I was, it was trying number to cover 27 him. from Notre Dame but uh yeah and it was like okay this guy's pretty explosive um pretty fast and um I think he so like with potential free agents that are out there do you think that it's better for Washington to look at maybe a later round value at running back, or are we looking more at the free agency market? Like, how much are you evaluating running back here and at the combine to the draft? Yeah, so I think, like, what, you know, when this process started, I was like, this will probably be a free agent thing. But I think the more you watch these guys here, because it, it's not just those guys. You know, we talked about, um, you know, the, the running back from New Hampshire, this kind of ultra scat back kind of slot wide receiver body type. There's a lot of guys. The guy from Missouri is very, very similar in that regard also. I think there's a lot of pieces here that say, hey, we, we have, an, uh, you know, an approximate need. Who can be that difference maker, at th- you know, that third down difference maker at running back? And I I think all of these guys have shown enough juice catching the football. You're like, man, maybe the maybe the answer is here in the draft. Later round guy, you know, fourth, fifth round guy, make that move and say, hey, we got a really good football player, a guy that has some explosive juice. They're all very fast here, um, and they can be a difference maker on third down for, for this football team. So I think I think after this week, I think that's a group that's definitely it. There, no one's going to go in the first round. Maybe no one goes in the second round, but they have a lot of valuable pieces when it comes to pass catching backs. You get excited about. I find that very interesting that it's, it is possible, not saying it's necessarily probable, mm-hmm. but that the commanders could have three running backs yeah. that are contributing all contributing the whole season and every down yeah. that are all on rookie contracts yeah. found in the draft. And I think that speaks to kind of why the position's been devalued a little bit too, is they, there's all these really, really talented football players like they're I, I mean I'm not I'm not overhyping these guys they're they're good football players they did a good job this week and um there's there's in addition to these guys there's other guys that we're, that we're going to evaluate from the east west shrine game that are also very good scat backs so there's a lot of very talented guys for this specific thing you're looking for that the commanders are looking for a lot of guys fit that mold and talking about depth, yes, another position, a lot of depth here. Yes. Wide receiver. Wide Let's re- talk about some of those. Wide guys. receiver. So I figured we'd talk about Devontae Walker because he's a guy that I think a lot of people are familiar with. He's a big name here from North Carolina. And I think the thing about him that's been really impressive is his just vertical speed, man. He is an explosive son of a gun. Consistently the highest miles per hour for the receivers almost every single day. If he's not the top guy, he's definitely in the top three. Can absolutely run. The 21 miles per hour. Yeah. It's he, around there every day, which is just giving you 
an idea how he's just a cheetah. And so you see him just run by guys. And the problem with him is that he has not consistently caught the football. It's been, I'd say, 50-50 is probably being a little bit mean, but that's kind of what it feels like. When the ball's in the air and you're throwing to him, it's kind of like, is he going to catch the ball? I don't know. And I think that's the thing. When you're a receiver, you got to catch the ball. So he's explosive. He showed me way more juice than I was expecting watching his film. Again, not the diverse route tree, but his fastball is very fast, and it's very hard to hit. So he's a guy that I think is, is it'll be interesting to watch as the process goes on. Like at the combine, for example, how does that gauntlet drill look? Does he naturally catch the football, or does he look a little bit out of sorts? So a guy that has some tools that you get excited about, but I think because of the inconsistency in some of these, con- these contested catch situations, you get guys like Brendan Rice, for example doesn't matter there's a guy in his back he's catching the ball he's wide open he's catching the ball today he had a great rep we're going to talk about cam hart in a second against cam hart where muscles through the contact makes the catch gets up flexes on him big loud whoa you know and like that intensity to me that's what a, a true two looks like that demeanor that physicality that unwavering attacking of the football and Devontae walker while having a skill set that's exciting has not shown that at a super high level so i'm going to throw something at you sure i want to get your expert opinion <laughs> on this okay so you have walker who played with drake may yes and you have rice who plays with caleb Williams. <laughs> does it matter right so yeah. if, if the commanders go with either caleb or may uh does it matter that they have that history like are you saying to yourself oh we have drake may yeah. maybe we're going with or maybe we can get rice a pair with caleb williams like our team do teams look at that do they think that way i think they look at it a little bit like so for example here spencer rattler and xavier Leggett. you know yesterday they had a really nice chemistry completed a lot of balls on timing and on rhythm that comes from them having worked together in college but i ultimately think like you want the best player like if you think that brendan rice is a better football player down to down than um Devontez walker then that's the direction you want to go so i think you're looking for the best football player not necessarily who knows who the best because you can build that chemistry over the course of of that rookie contract and make sure you get a, a good football player there another guy that i wanted to shout out was jamari thrash and I, we have not talked about him he's a guy that's been incredibly productive with the second practice just super smooth like when i watched him one of the questions i had is like how fast is he really and he said i'm actually very very fast i'm very very smooth i run routes with this great rhythm and timing and kind of this snake-like fluidity and he's been great tracking the deep ball great underneath and so again maybe not the right exact fit for the washington commanders because he feels a lot like some of the guys they have in the room but if you just want good football players he's the guy that has stuck out to me and then i got to give my guy ryan flor uh flornoy a shout out talk about a guy late add to the senior bowl yesterday um you know he's He's catching balls. He's doing a great job, being physical at the catch point. Um, Didn't track some deep stuff well. But one of my favorite plays of the Senior Bowl is he's in his vice drill. He wins his vice drill. We go to team run the next play. And who we've been talking about this whole time at defensive end in that second group, that big number six from Missouri, right? The guy that's given everybody headaches. Yeah, um, uh, Robinson from Missouri, right? 290 pounds. He has to cut him off on the backside of a run, and he ran him from the near hash where we were sitting all the way to the far numbers and Robinson was trying to throw him into the Gatorade cooler like he was upset and he went toe for toe with one of the most physically intimidating guys here and again I don't know if he, I don't know where he fits in the NFL I don't know what his ultimate role is but I have to give stuff like that a shout out because I think it's valuable I think it's important so just to give you kind of a high overview of some of those, those bigger names and a guy that I like a lot in that wide receiver group all right 
they cover the wide receivers. Let's talk about them. The, yes. the DBs. Yes. Give me a guy or two that stands out for you. So I think the guy that everyone's going to be talking about is Quinion Mitchell from Toledo. And again, he's a guy that is uh, is slowly working his way up draft boards, played a lot of off coverage in college, had to do a little bit more press here, and I think did a great job. You know, Fred uh, Smoot is a guy that does a lot of quarterback evaluation. said, what are you looking for in corners? He said, does it look easy for them? Is the coverage process easy? Do they always look like they're in control? And I will say Quinion always looks like he's in control. Even when he's beat, he never really panics. He's not grabbing guys. He's not falling over to get guys. He's in good relationship. Like, for example, yesterday, Brendan Rice ran a post on him, and a post is really hard to cover with outside leverage. He undercuts the post, the ball's a little bit underthrown, and he makes a great play on the football and then runs it back for a touchdown. And just every day in one-on-ones, how consistent he's been, I think you just needed to shout him out. He, obviously, he's one of the top guys of the position. I think he probably goes in the first round, probably after the two Alabama quarterbacks. Maybe he goes ahead of Kool-Aid, I don't know. But a guy that physically has got it all, got that kind of moxie, got that demeanor, did a great job today's red zone day for, the, uh, for, for both teams, did a great job in the red zone this morning of just matching concepts, doing an awesome job with that. So had to give him a shout-out. Another guy that no one's really been talking about, at least in the national draft so that I've seen is uh, Cam Hart from Notre Dame. He's 6'3", he's 205 pounds, big corner. Not the fastest guy in the world, very strong, very physical. Doesn't do well with great with like second reaction plays and coverage, but he's made the most plays on the ball since he's been here. Been in tight coverage. Does a great job anticipating routes and reading route stems. And so when you got a football player, and that's something you wouldn't see at the combine, right, Jason? You see that here. And so when you see that, you're like. God bless. Like that guy is doing a fantastic job um, in terms of maximizing what he does well, being physical at the line of scrimmage. So, got to give both those guys a shout out. I'm going to make you have some brevity here. Yeah, brevity. Because we've talked a lot about the guys in the trenches. Yes, a lot right? about them. And we're going to recap, like you said, right? Yeah. Uh, coming up next week on this podcast. Yeah. So, one guy from each side of the line where you're like, this, this is the dude. This, this is, is the, the dude, dude here. So I'm going to give you as brief as I can, right? You got Talisi Fuwaga from Oregon State, and he's probably, he's the guy. He's going to go probably top 15 in the draft. But for the commanders, a guy that I thought we would have access to is Tyler Guyton. Tyler Guyton from Oklahoma, the converted tight end, played defensive line in high school, played basketball in high school, big athletic guy. And one of the things you hear from the coaches around here is that every day he's hungry to get better. So when you have this tremendous athlete coupled with a tremendous frame, coupled with a tremendous work ethic, that's the type of player that you bet on. And that's something you don't get to see here you know, unless you're down watching practice. Like, you know, he, he had a technique correction um, in one-on-ones yesterday where um, he got beat the first rep, the coach gave him a correction, he did it right the second time, and you would have thought they just won the Super Bowl, man. Like, he is fired up to be here, he's fired up to play football. So, just the stuff you're hearing about him, again, technically raw football player, but a guy that I think has won this week, even just from a measurement standpoint, you know. So, he's won, he's, on, he's an offensive tackle, and I, I got to – I said I was going to be brief, but I got to give my guy Christian Haynes from UConn a shout out. He's a guy that has stood out as at guard, so different positions. So maybe this includes your brevity thing here. Stood out at guard, just a smaller school guy, UConn, right? 
just going toe to toe with the SCC guys, ripping dudes. He got his helmet ripped off yesterday. Talking so much mess, winning one on ones, being physical, playing guard. Never played center before. It snapped at center. So he's a guy that uh, those two guys. I think they played next to each other. They, you know, in the one on ones, it goes um, Christian Haynes right to Tyler Guy, and you get to see them one after another. And those guys feel like both NFL starting players. And so then couple that with the defensive side of the football, and to me, obviously, Latu Latu's the guy. He's the guy here. Latu Latu, he's the guy. He's done a great job showing why he should be the first guy selected. But the guy that I think has made himself the most money, the guy that's been most impressive, is Darius Robinson from Missouri. Like, I think he went from on the big board at PFF, he's a fourth-round pick, a bottom-of-the-fourth-round pick. Oh, he's definitely moved up. Yeah. I think now he's in the conversation for first, like, end of the first round, early second round selection. He's just every... Every day you watch him, he's playing hard, he's playing physical, he's getting after guys, and I just love his demeanor. I love his physicality, and he's a guy that we, we've talked about a lot on this show, but uh, there's a good reason why. And on the pod yesterday when we talked with Trevor Sycamore, when yeah. you talked with Trevor Sycamore, he even mentioned, yeah. we're, we're too low on this guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, there's really, a reason he's why. He's really like, He's just... He's a guy that, uh, again, he, he rushes from the edge, does a great job with power. He rushes inside. Uh, we got a little interception on defense here from practice. That's always exciting to see. People get juiced up for that. <laughs> and then uh, rushes inside and wins. So I think a guy that has just helped himself tremendously through this process is going to probably, again, if, if the commander selected him with one of those picks at the top of the second, I think you're doing backflips because of the scheme flexibility he brings you. You know, he can run that 3-4. He's got the pass rush juice. He's got the power. So, Logan. Yes. Give me... Two more guys, any position. Okay. And then we're going to end it with quarterback. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So two more guys, any position, end it with who stood out at quarterback. And what are we looking at for those two guys? Just positive guys Anything, or guys man, to keep yeah, an eye on? Yeah, positive guys. Yeah. Guys that, like, man, they really showed up here. Stock is rising. Yeah. Combine might be big for them. But, like, you know, let me know, like, you, yeah. right? You're like, oh, I'm putting a little – you use use colored pen. <laughs> yeah, I do right? use you, I put pen. a little green box right around this guy here. I'm going to keep my eye on him. So a guy that I, I was not high on coming into this process, but – I am starting to see why people are excited about him is Patrick Paul, brother of Chris Paul from Houston. He is so big. He's so he's athletic for a size. He's Jason, he's technically so raw, but if you get him with the right O-line coach, that could be something special. And coaches love that, don't they? Oh my gosh. They love the high ceiling. Uh, and right? he, and, and they, they're always like, I can, <laughs> that's I the can guy. make that guy So work. outside yeah. of Tyler Guyton, he's a guy that has just a tremendously high ceiling and I think people are really excited about. So I've kind of, you're here, you're in the environment, people are talking about him. I'm kind of getting getting brought into that a little bit. And getting even a though, little juice. Even though I'm like, man, his technique's a little rough. You're just like, oh, man, if he gets with the right dude, that's going to be something very, very special. And then, um, I don't know, for another guy that just has stuck out to me over the course of the week and a guy that isn't necessarily the right fit for the commanders is Trevondre Sweat from Texas, the, the big nose guard. I, I didn't. My expectations for him were, were very middling coming in. Uh, why, why is that? Because he's so big? He's so big. Because like sometimes you see these big guys and they don't have a good burst. They don't have good good desire to finish. They don't. And they don't play to their size. He plays with excellent hand technique. He plays with such power. His explosiveness, at least for that first couple steps, is is excellent. And he I, he went from a guy that I was like, man, I don't understand what the buzz is, to being like, 
he's going to be a bottom of the first round selection. And even though he's only going to play 50% of your snaps on defense, he's an excellent football player that's going to elevate. Like they did a double team drill yesterday. Everyone's getting thrown out of the club. And he's just like, and it wasn't like he's, it's not like he's playing the double team with bad technique. His technique is excellent. His body position is excellent. And then his ability to just bull rush centers. I just think about, they're different players, obviously, but the impact that Dexter Lawrence has up in New York, how they can use a guy with that athletic, those athletic traits with that burst for a big man over the center, who's usually your worst offensive lineman. It gets me pretty excited that he, that he's gonna if he goes to the right system, obviously he could do a lot of damage. Yeah, just a guy. I'm just a guy. Yeah, just a guy. So it's just what I see him. But I was excited to see him coming in. I personally love that he didn't weigh here. He did all the other <laughs> measurables, but he's like, nah, you guys don't need to know. Leave it to the imagination, right? Uh, but he is bending guys backwards. Like there are people waking up. Uh, some offensive lineman with some back pain today just having to deal with his bull rush he is absolutely disruptive the only thing about him that i noticed is like after after two and a half seconds he runs it, out of gas it, 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 yeah the tank's a little empty but that's okay because he's so disruptive right and if you can be disruptive up the middle for two seconds yeah that Push him right into your your edge guys, right? So yeah. like he he's gonna help a team for sure. And uh, and again, like maybe he gets in a little bit better shape, but he he impressed me because not only is it the power, but it's the hand usage, the ability to attack the outside pad, push pull guys. So he's a guy that I think circle him right. Uh, and again, you know maybe maybe Washington makes a transition here to a different style of defense, and he's and we we need a true nose like circle that guy. I'm gonna watch him through the process. I'm curious to see what he weighs in at. Really, that's why I've circled him. So um, now we're talking quarterbacks, right? Yeah, the premium position. We know we're at two. Yep. Probably taking a quarterback there, mm. but yep. but like uh, there are a lot of quarterbacks here. Yep. How, how they look to you? Who stands out? So, I mean, obviously the two guys, Bone Nix and Michael Penix Jr., the, just the efficiency with which they throw the ball, the accuracy with which they throw the ball, how they move. I, you know, I'm not going to say – I'm going to say Bone Nix, the way he moves in the pocket subtly was very impressive. The accuracy which he throws – obviously he missing th- misses some throws, but it's just the, – it's the consistencies there, right? His understanding of, like, ball placement. Michael Penix can absolutely spin the football. He, you know, he's got that big hand. He's got that 33-inch arm. Like, that thing comes out of there like a javelin and i was surprised by his accuracy that was something i was a little bit concerned about he had a great rep in the red zone today where he rolls to his left he's you know he's right-handed corks himself around gets that ball in the back end to to Devontes walker for a touchdown great rep you know just a just a fantastic rep so those two guys obviously have stood out i I don't know if I'm ready to say that Michael Penix is going to be a first-round pick, but he's definitely a first-round talent. And Bo Nix is also, I think, every single time he throws the football, just making himself money and slowly creeping up into, like, does does L.A. want to draft the heir apparent to, to Matthew Stafford? Does Denver need a guy? like New Orleans, and, maybe. Yeah, and those are in that kind of middle of the middle of the first-round range. I think 14, 15, 16 right there is not out of the question for him, um, but done a great job. Then we'll go to the second group of guys, and uh, the other quarterback in that first group is Sam Hartman, who I think has done a fine job, but I think you see he's done a fine job from a processing standpoint. I think he's got some talent, but you see the difference. It's like wow, these guys are like really good and this guy is pretty good and you see what really good looks like and why it's important for quarter for NFL teams to value that really good, really uh, high athletic uh, physical tools upside with guys that have played a lot of football and guys that obviously have digested this offense at a high level. So a lot of credit to them. The, the second group is a little bit more frustrating to talk about. Spencer Rattler, I thought, had a better day yesterday. He's having a better day right now. But there's an inconsistency to his play that just makes me incredibly nervous. It's 
you got something? Yeah. So I just want to get your thoughts on this. It seems like in even in seven on sevens, my dude's scrambling. And that's not a great what sign. What are we doing? It's not a great sign usually to do that. I, I, again, you, do, you wonder how well he sees it. Obviously, he's very physically talented. He can throw the ball a 1,000 miles an hour. He can touch any part of the field. But there's a kind of a frenetic energy to him and an inconsistency to his accuracy that just makes you go, I don't. Obviously, the, the arm talent is there, but the other stuff makes you really nervous. And a couple of that with kind of your perception of him. I don't think he's done anything here to dissuade that. But um, physically got it. It's just the accuracy, the consistency, and then like the composure in the pocket, I'd say, is not always there. So, you know, I definitely think a developmental guy with some with some traits, but um, a guy that I'm not you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not super high on at the moment. He reminds me of the guy on your flag football team who's incredibly talented. Yes. But, like, there's something about him where you're like, dude. Just sit and throw you, the football. Yeah. Just throw that. Just throw sling that little... it. Like, you're, you're more athletic than everybody yeah. here. But, like, let us play. Yeah. Right? That kind of thing. Yeah. And maybe that's not fair. I'm just a guy. Yeah. Just um, a guy. But he, he's, a, he's a good football player. Right? Yeah. He definitely is. He's, he's but talented. There's, there's, you can tell the difference between him, the Penix, and the Bonex. Last guy I want you to bring up real quick with quarterback is uh, Tennessee. Joe uh, Milton. Milton. Yeah. And just a laser <laughs> Yeah. So the thing about Joe Milton is, like, I saw him down on the field afterwards. We get to walk around and talk to the guys. And he is he is an Adonis, man. He's 6'5". Six, he's six he's, uh, I think he's 235. He's big. He throws the ball. Uh, like, the strongest arm I've ever evaluated. Like, I'm not being hyperbolic. He can throw the football. It's, again, the accuracy with him and the consistency of being on time is not quite there. However, if you're a team like, you know, Indianapolis, right, with, with Anthony Richardson, is he a good backup candidate, right? Or Lamar Jackson, a guy where you've kind of built a running ecosystem around the quarterback, could he come in and do some damage for you? I think so, right? I think if you're Philly, he, he looks like a he looks like a more physically developed Jalen Hurts. Like he, he's huge, but he doesn't have the consistency from the pocket that I think you need to be successful at the NFL. But if you're in one of those systems and you can let him develop for a couple years, maybe you got something special there, a piece you can trade down the roads because everything's there. It's just, I, I, I get really leery of guys like this where everything talent-wise is there for you. Got another interception coach, linebacker from Cal made the interception there. Good job for him. But when you see those abilities, they, they lie to you. And it's lied, to, it's lied to Michigan. It's lied to Tennessee a little bit. Is it going to lie to the NFL also? Probably, because it's too hard to pass up, and I would probably draft him too. But The combine is going to be insane for <laughs> Yeah, him. I think he's going to have a really good – I think he'll probably run a high 4-6, low 4-7. He'll throw the ball. Like when they do that deep ball thing where we watched that last year, yeah. it's going to – like they're going to need to make the stadium longer for him because he's going to throw it very, very far. Well, Logan, we'll be at the combine. We will be. So we'll see him there. We're going to do this exact thing at the combine every day at the end of the combine we're going to do a podcast we're going to break down everything we saw that's going to be ticket to the draft ticket to the draft it's sponsored by SeaGeek we're so excited the official primary chicken partner of of the the Washington Washington Commanders Commanders. so thank you to all our listeners that are listening yeah thank you for your support man you guys have really uh, got behind this podcast and it makes it easiest for easy for us to do this type of work absolutely and we want fans to comment ask you some questions because we're going to do a final podcast for ticket to the draft senior bowl base we'll do that next week we will go through fan questions fan comments get you guys involved ask logan what you think 
happened here at the Senior Bowl. Yep. Your analysis let Logan bounce off of that. Maybe we missed a guy. Yeah. Maybe you want us to talk a little bit more about a guy. Sure. Maybe we're too high on a guy. Yeah. Let let, let us know. know. Let us know because I'll go back and I'll rewatch the stuff because when you're out here, Jason can attest to this having been here for his first Senior Bowl. There's a lot going on. There's a lot you miss. It's hard you, to see all yeah, of it at once. Yeah. And even though we're watching the film afterwards too to kind of flesh out our evaluations, a lot of that stuff's online. Those guys are amateur photographers. It's it's not great. So we're doing we're doing the best of what we got but if you saw something we didn't see please let us know yeah absolutely thanks for uh, sticking with us yep thank you guys